Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm excited to let you know this is our 198th episode. We're coming up on 100. Yeah, I know. Woo-hoo. We're going to not do this episode and go celebrate. No. <laughs> Yay, all right, let's go. <laughs> We're going to celebrate the 198th episode by talking about mismatched play styles. And as you could hear, I'm joined today by my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, everyone, and hello to my beautiful wife and the amazing host of this show. Uh, But you know what? I am excited about 198 because that's pretty close to 200, and that says we've been doing this a long time, and mostly you. I'm just kind of in the background, but wow, (laughs) you've done a great job for this whole time. But before we jump into today's, I think you have a bonding tip for us. Is that correct? Yeah, we've got a really cool bonding tip. This is one of the more fun ones. It's a Vitacraft bonding tip. And the bonding tip of the day is make your cat a toy pond, right? Now, when I first heard of this, I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. He'll he'll never play with that. And speaking of playing, you can hear Dewey doing prey play with Pico in the background because Pico has discovered that if he bites Dewey's legs, Dewey will do things like get up and play with them and give him treats. And so Dewey has been really great at reinforcing that bad behavior. And he's doing that again now. Pico was biting his legs before the episode started. And so Dewey is now prey playing with him to try to redirect that energy. But what he doesn't realize is he's just reinforcing that bad biting behavior. <laughs> well, and I've, as I've often told you, I'm not nearly as good as you as trying to figure out what to do, what's best. I just know what's the quick fix. And maybe that's something to talk about at some point. You know, the quick fix, fixes versus what we should be doing anyway. But right now, it was the best thing I could think of. Stop the bleeding, right? <laughs> yeah, it literally stop the bleeding. Anyway, one thing you could do for Pico is build him a toy pond because, you know, cats need mental stimulation and new things. They get bored with toys and just bored in general. So they need they need new toys and new and novel things that make them go, what is that? And that's entertaining for them, and it's mentally stimulating and very, very mentally healthy. So try something out of the box and build them a fish pond. And I don't mean you have to go out in the yard and dig a big hole and, you know, get fish and go through all that, although that's fun too. But I'm thinking about something simple and easy that you can do indoors and get up after this episode and go do it for them. You can take like, you know, I'll tell you what I did. And if you go over to my YouTube channel, you can see this because the bonding tips of the week, we also video and I I videotaped it. 
and made this. And I actually used the the plastic top to a cake, like a, I don't know, call it like a Tupperware cake dome fresher thing, right? It, you know, it's big and you put the cake on the plate and then the Tupperware top, you know, locks down on top of it to keep it fresh. Well, I use that. But you can also use anything like a punch bowl or something like that. Fill it up with water and then, you know, get some of the like kids bathroom swimming fish toys, you know, like little kids that make those fish that swim. And I floated some catnip toys and balls and things like that. And I floated them on top of there. And Pico was very cute because he was watching. He's like, what are you doing? And I put him in there and I thought, he's never going to play with this stuff. This is a silly idea. But sure enough, he went over there and started batting the stuff around that was floating on top of it. He thought it was very cool. So it it's an excellent enrichment, just something a little different than the day-to-day norm, which is important for cats. And anytime you do stuff like that, or of course you pray play like Dewey's doing, that's bonding with your cat because they go, oh, look, what's she, what's she doing for me now? Because, you know, in a cat's world, it is all about them. So when we pay attention to them and we help to help to stimulate their mental state, then that creates bonding. So go bond with your cat as soon as this episode is over and make them a fish pond, a little toy pond. And send me pictures. I want to see pictures of your toy ponds and your cats enjoying them. You know, that's uh, pretty interesting you say that because, you know, we have lots of toys and we have them in buckets that Pico just goes in and he just destroys the whole, when I say destroy, he pulls everything out of there and knocks it all around, spreads it out everywhere, and then beats up the little bucket it's in and, you know, it kind of similar to that what I think you're saying here in this. It does. It, it looks like someone put a bomb in the toy box and they're like <laughs> everywhere, all over the house. <laughs> it's crazy. He's like he's like the Tasmanian devil going through his toy boxes sometimes. He has a ball. Yeah, he does. And that it's just amazing. You would think with all the toys he has and the boxes he can jump into and all the stuff, he wouldn't be in here biting on my legs. <laughs> well, cats like things that move, honey, right? And yeah. so if if you haven't prey played with him this morning, then you're the only thing moving around the house besides me. The other thing is he he's learned because you've reinforced it that all I got to do is bite dad's legs and then he gets up and does something for me. So Yeah, learned. and when I say when I say bite, he's not really biting. He just kind of rubs his teeth against my leg and he might nip a little bit but not really biting i don't i don't mean that in a in a real literal sense so i don't confuse everyone anyway on off to our um our episode today um i'm not quite sure i understand what this topic is about what are you referring to when you say mismatched play styles well it's Think of it this way. It's just like with people, right? You know, two cats can have different personalities and different interests, which result in them, you know, not not getting along all the time or playing differently, different 
styles of playing with each other, which causes conflict, wanting to do different things than the other one wants to do. Uh, I think that makes sense. Um, is that something like a 70-year-old man marries a 30-year-old adventurous seeker woman? Uh, <laughs> you know, one wants to go out adventuring and the other one wants to kind of stay home, take a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like that. And and age plays a huge role in this, but not always because, you know, I get a lot of cat aggression cases, intercat aggression you know, cases which are triggered by just this. They're triggered by what I call mismatched play styles. Yeah, and, and when I meant that a minute ago, I meant the 70-year-old was out adventuring and the 30-year-old wants to nap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> in, uh, in, today, in today's world, that's probably about right. So tell us about what the triggering looks like. Well, usually, you know, there's a there's a younger cat almost always involved. And, you know, they're, they're, cats are playful, by the way. Cats want to play, and they're very active, at least until they're two years old, sometimes four, because really in that gap from two to four years is when a cat hits its social maturity. And once it's kind of settled down into that, then you'll see the cat being a little less playful and a little more dormant than than before but up until that time you usually have a younger cat in this situation that wants to play and goes up to the older cat and maybe tackles them or bops them on the head or hides around a corner and jumps out at them or something like that and and usually you know they're trying to get the older cat to run it's what they're after oh wow so why do they want the other cat to run well, think about it. If, you know, you hear me say all the time that in the wild, cats will spend six hours a day hunting. And when they aren't getting enough prey play or, you know, that what we call hunting sequence simulation, then they're going to seek out other things that move just like you. Pico can nibble on you and you and you move. And so if the other cat is the only thing they see in the house moving that day, then that other cat's going to become, you know, going to become the prey, you know, and, and it happens, it happens also with cat to human aggression. If you have an only cat, just, just like what you're experiencing this morning and what Pico does to us a lot, you know, when, when we don't prey play frequently enough with him, then he likes to do the stock and pounce game. Right. He'll hide behind <laughs> something and jump out with both of his front legs fully stretched and, and expect you to do the same, you know, because cats need to simulate that hunting sequence daily. So when they're not getting that, making that other cat run and, and take on the prey role is, is what they're trying to do. You know, this is a good opportunity to talk about how Pico we, we have a bed and um, we have curtains that kind of come around the bed a little bit. Um, and so the, the Pico likes to jump up on the bed, hide behind the curtain, and then Molly will run past the bed and Pico dives out on the other end of the bed like he's going to attack her. And the other day she caught him. She, he didn't like that part of it. No, he didn't like that part at all because he, he sails off the bed. It's the funniest thing ever with his front legs like wide and straight out in front of him. It's not like a normal, 
you know, like more like a flying squirrel pose. It's very funny because it's like he's trying to take me down. You know, it's that stance <laughs> you see in the wild when they when they do that and then they latch onto the zebra and roll it to the ground. It's kind of it's that posture, and he's trying to get me. He's definitely trying to to land on me. He never does. He lands on the floor and he's fine, but. I'm always trying to catch him because I see that and I think, oh, that's perfect opportunity if I can, while I'm running and he's in midair, just wrap my arms around his middle section and, you know, and, and grab him out of midair. Well, I finally managed to do it once and he was really not happy with that. He's like, that's not part of the game. <laughs> that's not how you play this game, damn it. <laughs> no, he was not happy with me. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's I, I love that story, and uh, I know the game, so I love you. I know you guys are having fun at that, and if other people will do that, I know. Uh, recently, he was behind one of our curtains in the living room, and I walked past, and I didn't see him, and he jumped out, and he was standing up on the back two legs, and they had the front two paws ready to pounce on me, and it was, it was the cutest thing, and I just turned around, and it scared me so much. I said, "Pico, clean your room." <laughs> <laughs> So, so is there more prey play uh, to the answer to fix this uh, matched place or mismatched play styles? Yeah, it's definitely a good start. You know, you you should you should be prey playing with your cat twice a day. So, like what you're doing right now with Pico counts as one. You'll have to do it again this evening, and. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, often it's easy for us to just get lazy and don't get around to it. You know, we're guilty of that. We, I tell people all the time, pray play with your cat twice a day for two 10-minute sessions. And do we do that? Not every day. We're guilty of not doing it. We get busy with other stuff, and we don't make it priority and stuff like that. So, But it is absolutely the place to start. It will go a long way in fixing this behavior. You know, and in this conversation, um, I believe you're talking about something, well, it was obvious that you're talking about multi-cat households. So can you pray play with them together and it makes sense or will they fight? Um, you, no, you should not pray play with cats together for many, many reasons. Um, starting with, you know, it's just, it's not, not natural because Think about what it is. Prey playing is simulating the hunting sequence. Well, in the wild, cats don't hunt together. You know, they they don't they don't hunt together and they don't share prey. So it's not a group sport. And what oftentimes happens is you'll get again mismatched play styles that extend to your prey play sessions. One cat will be more dominant and aggressive with the playing leaving the other cat kind of sitting on the sidelines. So it's really best to isolate them for prey play and just, just do it one at a time. You know, that is interesting because it, how do you get the two apart? You know, let's say that you got just put one in a bedroom. This close so one up basically in the bedroom. lure one in the bedroom and then you pray play with that one. And then you let the other one out and put the other one back in there. That seems like a lot what what happens if you do prey play with both of them together? Well, like I said, one cat's ultimately going to be more dominating of the of the play time and the toy, and the other one's not going to get their play time in. It's going to be more 
quiet and sitting on the sidelines and demure while the one is actively going zonkers playing. Right. I mean, so you got to think And it can actually the- cause aggression, you know, it can, huh. it can cause aggression when huh. the sideline cat's not getting to prey play and the other cat's hogging all the time on the toys. That can, that can cause some territorial resource issues. You know, I think if you just had a 10,000 square foot house, each getting 5,000 square foot each, they probably could find a place to be satisfied, don't you think? Yeah, I think I think that's another good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> so let's think about the time commitment, though. So if you have two cats and you're playing with each of them twice a day for 10 minutes, that's 40 minutes out of the day, right? Yeah, that's, just that's prey a, playing. That's a big commitment. <laughs> yeah. And then you add on top of that, of course, feeding them four times a day. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, a lot. And and that's probably why it doesn't get done as often as it should be. <laughs> so how do we keep uh, mismatched play styles from happening? Well, first, you know, be wise about bringing new cats into your home. I I have a client right now that, has a two elderly cats. I think one is 20 and the other's 18. And they adopted a two-year-old cat uh, from the from the street. Of course, you know, thinking they were doing the right thing by that cat. And, you know, it it of course has not been going well for a very long time because, you know, old cats are like very old people. They're achy, they're cranky. They don't move around a lot. It hurts to move. And the last thing they want to do is go into a rambunctious, romping, you know, biting, you know, rolling around on the floor, chasing each other kind of session. That's just not what they do at that age. So, you know, and then and then in addition to age, so so basically to sum that up, if you've got an old cat. You need to either get an old cat or wait till that cat passes before you're bringing on a, a new kitten. Um, and then there's personalities. You know, you you don't want to match a, a super scared cat with a really confident one. I mean, they won't really understand each other. The really confident, rambunctious, playful one is going to want to interact with the shy cat, and that might be really scary for that cat. And then that cat reacts defensively, and then a fight erupts, right? So, mm-hmm. it, so- there are some benefits, actually, to to having a super scared cat paired with a really confident one because they learn from one another. But it can also backfire in the mismatched play styles category. So what happens if that ship has already sailed and you're trying to manage two cats with a mismatched play style? What can somebody do? Well, sometimes separation, like you said, 5,000 square feet to one and 5,000 square feet to the other um, is, you know, with supervised time together is is all you can do. Like in the case of my client <clears throat> with the 20-year-old and the two-year-old cat. Sadly, that that old cat passed away recently, but a lot of that complex issues of of cats fighting re- resolved itself with that. So um, a lot of times 
there's nothing you can do. A lot of times if there's that big of a gap in age, you're not going to change the personalities and natures of those two cats. You have to respect them for where they are. And it might be that one cat has to live upstairs and another downstairs or that they're swapping spaces throughout the day and the evening. That That's one of the best ways to manage that. You've also got to work really hard at keeping that young energetic cat entertained, which again, like we've talked a lot about, prey play. Also building a catio is a great way to entertain those cats. Build a catio and put a bird feeder, you know, outside where they can see it or squirrel feeder or both and that kind of thing. That, that will give them lots of entertainment. Maybe they find enrichment in going out on leash walks, put them on a harness and take them out for a walk, leave TV on, cat TV, um, definitely when you're not there. Have lots of interactive toys around that they can, they can you know, play with on their own. And definitely use food puzzles. That's another way to keep them entertained, get some of that pent-up energy expressed hide food puzzles around the house and be mindful of of feeding you know we're talking about food and feeding that's another thing a lot of squabbling goes on in the gaps between meals i had a client uh, that i just got off a consultation with that is you know having some inner cat aggression issues and a lot of territorial urine issues and feeding frequency is such a big deal. Cats have tiny stomachs to begin with. They're like the size of a ping pong ball. And their stomach is small in relation to the other organs in their bodies. They fill up quickly. That's why in the wild, they'll eat 10 to 20 small meals a day. So when you're only feeding your cat twice a day, it's getting really, really hangry between meals. And angry. so angry. How do you handle a hangry kitten? <laughs> Feed it. <laughs> right? More. Feed it more frequently. So be mindful of that. You're going to have skirmishes and, and the cats are going to get, you know, uh, agitated and very energetic between meals if you're not, if you're only feeding twice a day. So you need to feed more more frequently and be mindful of when a cat is ill or not feeling well because then you really do want to isolate them from the other cat the other cat's playful wants to play and maybe that cat is even just temporarily not feeling well don't put them in a situation where one cat doesn't want to play and the other one does even if it's a temporary situation so isolate your sick cats so that your other annoying, young, high-energy cat can't pick on them while they're trying to to recover and to feel better. And I bet there's um, certain times of the day where the cats are more active, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cats are crepuscular, which means that they're more active at dawn and dusk, you know. And, and so in the wild... When they're eating 10 to 20 small meals a day, a lot of those meals are going to be in the earlier parts of the day and around dusk because that's when the cats are more active. That's when their prey is more active. So that is often a time when a cat is real energetic and wants to play a lot with another cat is like in the morning 
and in the evening. So also, you know, think about those hours too and be sure to keep the cats entertained and fed during those times in particular. You know, this has just been amazing. Again, as you always do, you come up with some really good information for cat owners. And I think this is really just one another one of those times you see it. Well, and, and one thing I want to talk about too, you know, a lot of times people think I'm going to get a young cat for my older cat because it'll help my older cat get more exercise. That'll be good for them, you know, and there's some validity to that thought process. Your older cat, I, I guess, does get a little bit of benefit out of that. But more often than not, it's just simply an annoying territory invader is how that older cat sees the younger cat. You know, again, it's like the going back to your your analogy, it's the 70-year-old man who wants to take a nap in the afternoon <laughs> and the 30-year-old girlfriend who wants to go, you know, skiing in the afternoon. They they have to agree to have, you know, different activity times <laughs> or, you know, it's probably not going to work out because if she's not able to go get her skiing fix in, then she's going to be annoying and, and nagging around the house and wanting him to get to him to do something. And all he wants to do is take a nap because his body needs it, you know, in the afternoon. So, um, that happens with older and younger cats and you will have to probably supervise those situations closely. Um, so that, you know, they don't annoy each other to the point of developing, Aggression issues. Once aggression issues get started between two cats, it's really hard to stop. Then they begin to anchor those feelings and then it moves past, hey, I just wanted to play to, you know, hey, you punched me in the face last time I wanted to play and now I hate you. And every time I see you, I want to kill you. You know, it can <laughs> really change quickly. <laughs> so, uh -huh. so mismatched play styles is a is a real problem that you should pay close attention to recognize mitigate by not bringing in a really young cat into your old cat household um and and be very observant of and don't expect the cats to change you have to manage the environment to accommodate for it yes um and i see this Sometimes uh, in situations where you have talked about this in in um, some of your behavior cases where there's a couple of cat household and, and maybe this piece is not really mentioned during your uh, time on a on a call with them or time at their house working through this with them. But I think it's really good information for somebody who has this kind of problem. Um, to to listen to this podcast and gather the kind of information that you have always been able to do a good job of bringing to the forefront. But I also want to invite you to help support the work we do. We provide this podcast and other resources for free, and Molly works many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents. You know, I've also dedicated just this whole business, and in many ways my whole life, to keeping cats out of shelters. I mean, that's, that's yes, really what have. this is, this is all about, sure. you know? So 
to your point, if you listeners also care about cats and their plight and keeping them in their homes, then consider sending us a gratuity donation. Every little amount helps, and we've made it super easy for you. You just go to the store at catbehaviorsolutions.org and scroll down past all those products to the bottom, and there's a lot of different donation amounts that you can add to your cart, and you just check out with your credit card like you normally do. And while you're in the store... Go ahead and pick up some of those really cool, fun toys for your cat. Those are mm-hmm. those are things that uh, Molly talks about all the time. You got to play with your cat, and it's always good to have some cool toys to play with your cat. So um, just go back in there and put those in your cart before you check out. But also, we'd like to encourage you to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Also. This is an all-volunteer-based podcast to help you take care of your cat and increase the bond between you and your cat. And we're going to keep doing that as long as shelter Shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats. Yes, it is. Sad fact. And we are going to be here until that sad fact is no longer true and shelters are closing their doors because they don't have enough cats. That would be great. <laughs> Sadly, I probably am not going to live that long, but <laughs> hopefully we're building and leaving a legacy that will help cats stay in their home. So thank you for tuning in today. Go make your cat a toy pond and then give it some lick and lap treats afterwards. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Yay. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.